Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. I'm back. Uh, thank you to uh, Peter and Zig, and you guys for filling in while I was out. Well, thank goodness the uh, the Americans have returned. Yes, to, uh, to right this ship. <laughs> the coup d'état has been averted. <laughs> yes, I refuse I will never to label over... myself as an American. Thank uh, you very much. Uh, here we are, the all American cast. Fuck off! Are all of us here in this podcast currently situated in the continental United States? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no, I will. I will never be overthrown as Supreme Emperor of Glorio. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> now, now, now that the news is out, I can tell everyone that I was out, uh, auditioning for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Un- unfortunately, I lost that role once again to Chris Pratt. Uh, you hate to see it. Every, every, I tell you every time, man, he, he, he wins out, but, uh. I mean, you know, yes, famously, you, you sound just like him. You have his exact same speaking I know, they keep, they keep casting us for the same parts, and, uh. <laughs> I just, I just don't get them. If it's any anyway, Jill, I would watch the Super Mario Brothers movie where you voiced Mario <laughs> instead of Chris Pratt. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> they they had some other good choices in that cast somewhere. The rest of the casting is like actually not terrible. It's just that like the thing that I worry about with that movie is like the celebrity casting is like so intense that it's like oh none of these people are going to actually try to voice the character they're just going to talk like their usual self but they just happen to be named that character huh yeah I I think I think the Jack Black as Bowser will be good well that's the thing I think Jack Black as Bowser if he's trying could be really good if it's just regular Jack Black though I, I think he would be into it though and uh the wild card is uh, Charlie Day as Luigi, but should have gotten Danny DeVito from from Mario. You know, just gonna keep banging that drum. But that that would have been good. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we got a lot of anime to talk about. We, <laughs> we do. sure do. Uh, we're gonna do something unprecedented in the history of anime podcasting here today. Oh shit. Uh, we're gonna we're going to do uh, a first look at a new show. <laughs> Or oh, I'm te- technically maybe even two new shows if you want to count. We did our. Things. I mean, I I was there for the emergency fully coolly sequel podcast. Uh, so we're no. I mean, we're gonna do that in combination with some final thoughts on shows ending, right. and then yeah. also talking about new shows for next season. Yes. So we've got triple threat. Yeah. Seasons don't mean anything anymore. Like, you can apparently just air your anime whatever you want. There are no more rules. The just chaos yeah. is just a sign of the times. Mm-hmm. Chaos reigns in 2021. <laughs> chaos, chaos. So we're going to do first looks, final thoughts, and season previews God. all in one episode. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I, I think so, to make it clear to anybody listening, though, that does mean that we are, we have not, we're not going to stop talking about the shows that are still airing. You know, there are things like right. Aquatope or uh, even yeah, like, we'll um, we'll we'll mention that I think Aquatope, Kamen uh, Rider Vice, right? Like there are shows that we will Fena probably... Pirate Princess, I guess, right? Yes. Like because those have not finished, we're, we'll probably just like wrap those into you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about <laughs> whatever them when next we're back podcast. to our regularly scheduled mm-hmm. exactly podcasting. So anyway. Before we fully dive in here, just to introduce everybody, I'm Jell. I am joined by Iroh. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. I've not yet us. ascended to the getter 
Robo Valhalla to endlessly endlessly fight the invaders. I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, later. And we're also joined by G. The past and the future can eat shit. (laughs) Also another direct quote from Getter Remark, Uh, right? Man, yes. Uh, It's on the brain, I'm sorry. And uh, we are also joined by Artemis. Hey, good to be here. All right. So, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Let's dive into it. Uh-huh. And we'll start with uh, a brand new show that started airing since last uh-huh. episode, uh, which is uh, Hey Case Story. Uh, and I think you guys talked about this a bit on last week's podcast, or the last episode, where um, this got a bit of buzz because this was directed by Naoko Yamada and mm-hmm. she jumped ship to go to Science Saru to do this. Yes. Which yes. is interesting because I think everybody was just assuming she was going to be a uh, Kyoto Animation lifer. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, and after after getting the buzz, I feel like, uh, at least here in America, Funimation just dropped it completely unannounced with no fanfare <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, a little bit of a it's a little bit of a, a, bit of a stealth a, drop there. Yeah, I think it is kind of a hard sell to a more mainstream Western audience. Yeah, kind of weird that Funimation even picked it up to begin with. But yeah. um, that said, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think what you're talking about should actually tie directly into the show, uh, is into the into the work itself. Is that it is a very high profile show, but also the framework and presentation of it. I don't know about you guys, it doesn't feel very, like, Kiwani, right? Like, right. or at least... Not at all. Yeah. I, like, I think the most where I was like, okay, I can see how this is former Kion is when, in the first episode, they're, like, cleaning up Biwa, right? Uh, and the the two, like, handmaids or whatever are just going, oh my, over and over the chorus, again. The chorus, the chorus ladies right. in the background. Ah! I- I can definitely right. see. And that was where I was like, okay, I can see where the lineage of, of this scene, how this scene is done from like Kaon Atomica Market. I, I could see some of, of um, like not. I could see some of Naoko Yamada's particular directing tricks here and there with some of the shots too, but yeah. the but tone I, is a if, lot different. Than... If I if I hadn't known beforehand, I would never have guessed. To be honest, right, right, right. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, just also for context, because I don't think we even mentioned, but uh, we were talking about uh, what uh, is it? Is it Heike Monogatari or just Heike Story? I guess, and it is an adaptation, a, 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 a liberal I mean... interpretation of <laughs> yeah. the tale it's of Heike. An, it's an adaptation is... of a reinterpretation of the tale of Heike, right? Like... Yes, which is uh, a you know a real historical well. The tale of Heike is in and of itself a, a, a retelling of the... the... It is an uh, epic account of... Oh, is there uh, a Wikipedia article we could just uh, hit up? That's what it says here. It's it's like medieval Japanese literature stuff, yes. right? right. Like, yeah. Somewhat, uh, his, somewhat historical, somewhat embellished. That yes. we clearly know a lot about here. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the important thing I think to keep in mind is that... It's set, it's, that's the setting, though. Yes, is, yes. Is that the original tale of Heikik is kind of like, it tells the end of a, a, a time period in medieval Japanese history. And, and also, maybe more importantly, is uh, very much pre-Sengoku. 
Like, this is a much earlier time period in Japanese history. Right, it's easy, and, I think, for... Well, you've, you've brought this up when we were watching G, that, like, a lot of anime or other media will kind of lump all that together when it's, like, a 700-year period or something. Yes. And, like, there are... And that is actually the thing I really do like about uh, Heika, the, the anime, is... There are a lot of, like, touchstones to it that are actually, like, very unique to its specific time period. Like, uh, th that is, like, 12th century, like, 13th century uh, uh, Japan. Like, there are things about it that are actually fairly, fairly unique to its time period, right? Like, in episode 2, when they are talking about the, uh... Oh, man, what were they the, called? The Shirabiyoshi? Yes, the Shirabiyoshi. It's, like, apparently, that is, like, a in the grand scheme of history, a fairly short-lived, like, position for, like, women during that time period. Like, it lasts about three, four hundred years. Like, as a concept, they are gone by the time the Sengoku, like, you know, the era of medieval Ch Japan that most of us are familiar with has arrived. And right. so it's, it's kind of cool from that perspective. But I think yeah. that is also why, like, we're all saying it doesn't really feel very, it, like, it has a very, like, I'm not going to say dry presentation, because I think it actually has a really lovely uh, um, art style, but... It's a little dry, particularly, I, guess, I think, in the I first episode. I guess down-to-earth would be Maybe, the word yeah. I might use. Like, sure. yeah. it feels not, like a historical like, period drama or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily realism, but it's it's not the kind of... The, the, the very specific kind of contemporary anime style that most of us are right. familiar with. Right. It is not as, like, melodramatic, I guess... Yeah, and, and just not as and I just mean... not as like big sparkly eyes yeah, and yeah. dots yeah. for noses and you know like. <laughs> and there are like some supernatural elements to it that they're not like over exaggerating or right. anything. Right, it's, it's almost like what is it? What's the term like magical realism or whatever? Like it's funny to me that like the the main supernatural element is that Biwa can like see the future, right? Except yeah. what the, what this serves in a practical sense is basically to just call ahead to later. Tragedy. In the tale of Heike, right? Which right. presumably the target audience already knows about, right? So it could just be like, it just serves to be like, hey, that character is going to do this thing later, and you all know that. Right. I mean, like, I, I really have no idea if this is, this is kind of taught in school or anything in Japan. But, yeah, uh, that's I fair. I I, I'm just assuming because I, I go into this and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are, but. Based on I, how it's presented, I assume that the target audience learned about these people in school. I right, mean, at like, the very least, at the very least, the information's out there, right? Like, yeah, you right. could go yeah. look up this yeah. person mm -hmm. and see what happened to them. But, um, yes. but yeah, I, I, to the point of it I, I, being maybe a little dry, there, there is a lot of, like, uh, I guess, uh, medieval court life and... Mm. Uh, talk about who offended who and uh, <laughs> who's married. It is, it is very slice of life in that in that regard. Yeah, and some of that gets a little. I I thought the the second episode was kind of better about yeah that than the first episode. But, I mean, I didn't um, realize that the one guy was literally the former emperor until like right. they, they said something along those lines and like towards the end of episode two, and then I looked it up. Right, I looked up. Yeah, the I was I was getting went, a little. Oh. I was getting a little confused about who exactly was what. what. Mm -hmm. 
I, what their I, positions I think, were and everything. But I think for now, I'm like I don't mind that because I think that this is the structure of a lot of historical dramas is that right. they will they're setting the scene right, and so they are mm-hmm. introducing the cast and maybe even intentionally so they are kind of overloading with like information and people right and. I think that as time goes on, right, like, this anime will eventually, like, narrow down the people who are important to the story, uh, to this story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because, again, this is not an adaptation of the tale of Heike. This is, you know, well, it is, but it's through the perspective of a character that was is not present in the original text, right? So right. the characters that are important to Biwa might be different mm-hmm. from the t- characters who are important to the original. Cla- you know, classic narrative device. For, yeah. for this kind of thing, I would say. Yeah, and so I think right now it's like, man, there sure are a lot of bald guys in this anime, but I assume <laughs> like, by the end I will know which bald guys are the most important bald guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just also kind of throw in, we're talking about the presentation, it definitely does not look like a Kiwani show. It does look like a Science Saru show, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. So, like, it's I think... Inter- it's, it's interesting to me because I think... Up till now, Science Saru has been basically synonymous with Yuasa. Yes. Yeah. Right? And so there's something novel, but seeing a Science Saru show that is not Yuasa, but still is obviously a Science Saru show. Right, his fingerprints are on it. Right. But, but it, it does make me like... think of, like, you know, we're so quick to kind of give, like, all the credit and blame to the series director when right, the people yes. actually animating it have a lot to do with, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. with what, a, what a show looks like. Uh, so... I'm sure that's kind of what that is, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I really like the first two episodes. This probably would have been a uh, best of the season contender had it aired earlier, but I think it's gonna fall into next season now at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it. I'm calling it a fall season show. Yeah, um, I think it's sure. at this point we gotta, even though it's been yeah. out for like three weeks or something. Um, yeah, I think that's fair to we'll lump it in for the fall season. Are you you're gonna say something, G? No, I mean, I, I, you know, uh, I was just gonna say I, I agree with you guys. I, I'm really digging what it's doing. Um, I I do think that like it's interesting that it is a side Saru show, but like it's a very clean side Saru show. You know, like when you think of Yuasa, we think of those like those like, kind of jagged lines, right. kind of ugly, you know, intentionally ugly character designs. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this is you know again like. Definitely not Kyoani, but it's the, I think the like, designs still kind of fit that style, but but the actual animation and like the clean lines and stuff are different than what you. Yeah, typically it feels like it's been refined and expect, you know, yeah. for better or worse, I guess we will see in the long run. But I think yeah. I think it suits I think it suits the show like narratively, so I'm yeah. good with it. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of other science, Saru works. <laughs> yeah, so. I, <laughs> I wanted to talk about another notable thing that came out in... I mean, it's still the anime like world last here. last week. Uh, so there was the, the, the Star Wars Visions anime anthology. Yes. Right, yes. Uh, this was a big uh, hot news item in the world even outside of anime, but um, mm-hmm. in the nerd world in general. And is a collection of... It's nine of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, nine short animated uh, episodes by a variety of different anime creators. Uh, some pretty notable ones in there, but um, I was actually kind of surprised how long it was. 
like I don't know why I was expecting every episode to be maybe like five minutes or something, but they're more. <laughs> well, these are, some of these they are range from like shorts, they range like, from like fifteen minutes to basically full episode. Like yeah, yeah it's, so it's, it's like like the whole thing is like almost like three hours long or something. Yeah, combined runtime. So I mean that said, I did not actually get to watch all of them. Okay, and you guys are telling me I shouldn't have skipped ahead and watched the trigger ones. Uh, I it's not that you shouldn't have, but I think. There is something to be said about watching the... I'm not going to say that, oh, there's like a bespoke logic to the, the order of no, the No, and in fact, no, if, if I, I were put in charge of ordering them, I would have ordered them differently. I would have ordered them differently. <laughs> but, well. so, but but I do think that, like, taken for what it is, I think it is in... Well, I, I guess for me, the reason why I say I wouldn't have jumped straight to the trigger ones is there's something kind of fun about going through each one, right? Because each one is, like, kind of offering something different. And it's it's kind of... Right. It's kind of cool that. That said, the two trigger ones could not be more different from each other. So yeah, like, I well, I will watch the rest of them eventually. Sure. I just did not have time before. But, no, I think that's fair. But the podcast, I will um, say, uh, as someone who finished them, mm-hmm. very pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would agree. really liked this collection. Like, I don't, I, I don't love them all equally. There's a couple <laughs> here that I'm not a big fan of, but like, on average. They all range from, like, at their worst, like, novel to at their best, like, legitimately, like, some of the best Star Wars I have seen in years. And I know that's a pretty low bar thanks (laughs) to the trilogy, but I do think it deserves to be said that, like, some of these anime studios have done some really cool things with Star Wars. And I think it kind of gets to that idea uh, that that is often parroted. I I don't think any one person has said this, but, you know, we were talking about this recently that, like, one of the coolest things about Star Wars is that it can use a familiar aesthetic to kind of tell old stories to a new audience, right? Like, because Star Wars is so iconic, because it is so familiar... You don't have to, ex- you don't have to spend time explaining everything. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, like, a lot of these shorts benefit a ton from just like, oh... You see a Jedi, you see a lightsaber, you instantly understand, like, the narrative context of the short. And I think that, like, on average, they do some really cool things with it. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we want to just, like, go through all of them in order or anything. <laughs> yeah, but, like, we don't have time to go through all of them, but... I, I would say... If you want to highlight a couple of them, maybe. Sure, just, like, looking down this... Lapinocho, um, I think. Yeah, so... stand out to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna say here... I'm not a furry, but <laughs> Lob and Acho should probably get a full TV series. I'm just saying. Or a movie, um, like... Yeah, or a movie. Uh, Lob and Acho, I, I guess if we're going to start here, by Gino Studio of Golden Kamui Infamy. Mm. Uh, you know, the CG bear people. <laughs> Your favorite anime I... of all time? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't know they had this in, though. Lava yeah. Acho is legitimately the best looking short of this whole like collection. Well, maybe is, is it because of the heavy film grain? <laughs> it is competing. It it is it is it is in a it is it it is in a tense fist fight with uh triggers the twins short for best looking short here. Like mm-hmm. Lava Acho, like yeah, it has this wonderful film grain aesthetic. Um, the backgrounds are this like beautiful kind of like. 90s anime OVA like matte painting backgrounds um the it's really well done the sequence at the end is uh Iro thank you for pointing this one out to me it was handled by uh Kai Ikarashi the sort of uh 
trigger up-and-comer who has been associated with a lot of, like, really impressive stuff in the past few years. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked on Mob Psycho. He, uh, he's done the, work the, for... The, like, dream episodes of Good Man and Dino Xenon. Yeah, yeah, you know, Promare, a lot of a lot of Trigger, like, productions as well. Just really good-looking, and Lop and Ocho, I think, deserves a shout-out because it is one of the ones that does the best at, like, using its short runtime to set up a surprisingly effective character arc. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it. You know, like, it, it's Star Wars. It's about a pair of feuding siblings, and, you know, they're... And, and and sort of the the bonds of family that are tested as the two are drawn to you know the light and dark side respectively, just and, like the twins. Uh... Yeah, but like it, it does it surprisingly well. <laughs> I, yeah. Like it has it, there are real stakes to it despite its short twenty minute runtime. And uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say like like, like like far and away the 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 biggest surprise of of the nine. Yeah. Um. All right, so I'll have to check that. That yeah. one. Well, you know what? I'll go through the rest of them in order after this. Maybe do that, yeah. In yeah. terms of some of the others, I think the duel, the one by Kamikaze Doga, is also very cool. Um, yeah. It very much leans into the, oh yeah, Star Wars is it's just... just samurai. Like, is just samurai film, but sci-fi. Several of them do that. Let's yes, look. yes. And, but, but I think the duel is probably the coolest the most, of yeah. the variations of that theme. Yeah. Uh, of course, shout out to the twins, which is just a... The Twins is a contentious one in Star Wars fandom, based on what I've seen, because yep. it is the one that is is the most aggressively in your face about just being, like, blatant, like, Star Wars fan fiction, where Amaishi clearly does not give a shit about canon, and <laughs> he is just having a ton of fun smashing these Star Wars action figures together in ways that are just, like, unbelievably visually stunning. <laughs> The gag of how no humans bother to wear her spacesuits in space, yes. and then the robot, the droid, needs to wear a helmet to breathe in, in space. space. It's very good. Were you, were you guys able to see? Um, so they actually put out extras where with like behind the scenes stuff we, for all this. We stuff. did not get a chance to watch. Them. I was okay. told those were not terribly, not really heavy. Like <laughs> I, I, I watched the uh, the ones for the ones that I watched. Sure. And Amaishi was just like. Um, he was talking about how watching Star Wars, he just immediately picks up on how Star Wars like takes stuff from Japanese cinema, and mm-hmm. now he's gonna f- now he wanted to flip it a- back around and like put Star Wars through the anime blender, basically, which is <laughs> what sounds... uh, what uh, that short is. But yeah, um, yeah. I also always find it amusing how Amaichi's uh, works are so like big and loud and in your face but when he's talking he's very like quiet and dignified sounding at least in this interview but uh <laughs> yeah well, let me just um, say that maybe listen to a Maishi when he's at one of his uh, anime expo I, yeah I, maybe I, that's a, was, maybe that's a was, much different setting than a uh, sit down interview a clip with... of of this where he's sitting in the, the nice disney studio wearing a nice button-down shirt and cleaned <laughs> up compared to like when i saw my anime expo where he was like super greasy and wearing a t-shirt right like, yeah <laughs> It's like complete uh, opposite yeah. of what you expect there. Um, uh, and then the other the uh, the other one that I watched was was the Elder, which was the yeah. other Trigger one. I uh, I, I kind of I really dig the Elder thematically, even if it's not the most visually stunning one. Yeah, like, it's. I mean, it's basically a kung fu movie old man boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, get your and, jovial old man who just loves murder. <laughs> yeah, but the. 
yeah, the technical quality on that was a little... A little rough. It's definitely not the, the most impressive. I do think that... I will say... I, I want to shout out to The Elder, because I do actually think that of all these nine shorts, I think it is the one that has a fight that feels the most like the original trilogy. Yes. Like, very right. deliberate lightsaber duel, like, decided in single strokes. Uh, I do think, like, it's subtle, but, like, there's that bit where, like, the Jedi just, like, straight up disarms the Sith, like, with just his bare hands, right? He, like, does, like, an arm grab or something. Just pulls right. the lightsaber out of his hand. Right. And it's, like, that feels very, yeah, like I said, kung fu movie, right? Like, it almost feels too mundane for what the Jedi are, but it's... It's those kind of touches that I, I really did appreciate. Um, in terms of some other highlights, I would definitely shout out uh, the Ninth Jedi. Yeah, that's uh, kind of that seems to be the one that like is the standout for pretty yeah. much everybody. Like I, I would I would go into that one, uh, you know, looking up as little as possible. I think the Ninth Jedi is the one that like legitimately feels the most like Star Wars. And yes. In a good way, I would even say. I think if uh, any it, one of these is going to be picked up by Disney and spun off into an actual show, it's it's going to be that one. Yeah. Uh, the Village Bride has an Emmy Evans song in it. So, <laughs> right. uh, you know. Look okay. at the near music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, listen, to, watch that one with headphones on. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, like, I, I guess it's the last one we want to mention. Like, do we want to talk a little bit about Akakiri? Like, if that's the Science Saru one, but it's directed by Eun Choi. It's... Uh, sure. I, I, know you, I actually, you I actually really liked Akakiri. I thought it was a very strange choice for it to be the final one. I would agree. Because it's kind of a, a downer, I would say. Or, like, not necessarily a downer, but uh, it's darker than some of the other ones. It's not as optimistic. Like, for better or worse, because these are shorts... Mm-hmm. It does sort of operate on that assumption of, like, they all have to be self-contained, right? So they all have to have kind right. of clean, definitive Akakiri's endings. Fe- yeah, feels very... You jumped into the middle of a different story, and I think, like, it, there's some really good, like, economical storytelling of... Yeah. These characters know each other, and they can talk to each other because they know each other, and you don't have to see the whole arc of them meeting and all that. We just jump right in, and then the ending, like... It obviously continues into other adventures or other other plot stuff happening. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting one because, not to spoil it, but, like, it, it very much is the one that feels like you have just glimpsed into, like, the darkest point in a story. Right, this was, like, chapter three of a, I don't know, five-chapter story. Yeah, but like... yeah. And, like, it just ends on that. And, again, very interesting choice to end the anthology on. But in some ways, yeah. maybe that is Star Wars. I mean, the prequel trilogy ends with but, uh, the rise of, you know, the Empire. Yeah, on right? the whole, pretty uh, solid work from yeah. Anime Studios, I like, think. I, I think for, this might uh, be things. the best anime anthology. Like, I know there haven't been that many made in recent times, but, like, of the anime anthologies that have been made that are based on Western properties... Yeah. I, I think Visions is up there. Like, like on average, like the 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 baseline floor of these shorts is very high, and I think that's that's really neat to see. And yeah. we um, we always talk about if whenever Star Wars comes up in our chat, we always talk about how like we don't care about mainline Star Wars. Anymore. How much like, we, none of us really like Star we Wars. Need, anymore. We need the we need the <laughs> uh, we need this kind of injection of creativity. I think yeah. into it. Um, I mean, for the people the who know me, if you really want to know how much I like this this anthology, almost every single one of these anthologies is about a Jedi. I hate the Jedi. The yes. Jedi suck. 
And I still <laughs> liked this anthology. <laughs> that, that that is saying a lot, at least uh, for us we who know G's opinion on Jedi. But uh, yeah, I'm right there with the so. Jedi Order shouldn't exist. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Kotor too. All right. All right. Well, I'll watch the rest of that, but uh, we need to move on. Indeed. All right, so we got shows that mm, oh are either finished or have one episode left. We'll be finishing this season, and just with timing, as that works out sometimes, uh, we might not have much opportunity to talk about them again. So uh, let's talk about uh, D-Side Trauma Ray. Oh, you're just going to let oh us have this, huh? Um, uh, the side trauma ray has ended the the string of I guess we talked about this last time kind of the, the the after school specials are right. over and we're yeah in the now final we're in the plot arc. zone where uh, the the bad guys are out in full force they the main character finds out that uh, the the shady boss of the bad guys took over his brother's body and. Oh no! Oh, is he gonna have to fight his brother? I can't punch my brother in the face. Yeah. Uh, and to save him, like everyone else took the the drug, the bad drugs, so they could dive deeper into the dream world to save him. And love interest girl has gone crazy because she's been affected by the bad drugs. Well, so, specifically, like yeah. the hero is about to fall to you know. The shadow, right? Right, that's right. And then she sacrifices herself, so she becomes the vessel for the evil rather than the hero. And so now we are in a mm-hmm. classic, like, yep, gotta, gotta do the old G Gundam, save the, Ray. save the possessed heroine uh, gambit again. Which you know, that's a choice, but sure. Uh... Yeah. So, so there's one episode left, right? Like, uh-huh. is there any? Are you guys predicting any big no. twists or reveals or <laughs> no, anything? No, absolutely not. No, the hero gets stabbed at the end of this penultimate episode, and he's, like, bleeding out on the ground. But we all know that's just going to trigger his, like, Power super up. friendship mode. Yeah. Of course. What, what What's the Super Saiyan equivalent of knocker up? Um, I don't know, Kaioken times three, like... No, no, I mean, like, what would you call the Super Saiyan version of oh, Knocker Up? Like, what is a mm. Knocker Up that has gone beyond a Knocker Up? <laughs> Ascended Knocker Up. Uh, uh. A Knocker Up 2. This is, this is to go even further beyond. Yeah, I think Super Saiyan just had a number, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, what would be the in-universe, like, name for it, you know? Right, like, right. Like the Ultra Instinct name or something. Yeah, the Knocker yeah. Up Special. What a... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. Special Knocker a- Up a, Special. Add a letter. Add a random letter. Knocker at Up the Kai. End Knocker Up X. Knocker Up Full yeah. Burner. Oh man, what a dumb anime. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm kind of disappointed with all the crazy stuff you guys yeah. are saying. Saying week to week, it seems like a pretty mundane ending. Yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like it's settling back into what we expected from it at the start of, like, oh, just a, you know, uh, uh, an adequate, like, commercial for the gacha game. Uh, there was released. one very wacky sequence, though, where a side character is like, and this is why we, we should summon the monsters to wipe out all humans, because then, then it will stop, stop all, like, rape and ethnic cleansing that humans have wrought on each other, and I'm it's like... It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> just bring it up. Some didn't, didn't, bad stuff. I guess. I guess we didn't have time to have the one episode about, about ethnic, ethnic cleansing, cleansing in D side. Maybe that's for the best. 
Uh, oh boy! It's, given it's, their handling of other topics, yeah, I mean, D side is D side. It continues to be the very trashy, but also kind of weirdly stylish show it is. But mm-hmm. I think it's definitely lost some of that spark now that it is like settling into you know the plot zone, so to speak. And right. I don't think there's going to be anything about its last episode that like really surprises us because I assume all these characters have to survive because they're going to appear in the gotcha game. So like. Right. They want you to roll for them. They don't want you to roll for a posthumous character. So, <laughs> I, so I only ever watched one episode of this, but everything you're saying kind of reminds me of Skate the Infinity. You know, where, where there were some really cool trashy things and, it, and everyone was having fun until it got boring suddenly yeah, for no reason. Yeah, that, that, yep. not, not a terrible way to, to compare to, to describe it. So um, I know you guys wa- have watched it all, but is it a thumbs up or thumbs down at this point? Uh... uh... You would not actually recommend Thumbs people down. watch this. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think I would recommend. I, I think, I think if you approached me and I could get a certain read off you, I would recommend it. If if I could if I could like if I could like feel you out and be like, mm, okay, you are a kindred spirit like I. You have a, you have a hunger for anime trash. Uh huh. You you also believe that It Invaded was one of the best anime ah! of... <laughs> invaded is a way better well, show it than was. come on. Alright, you're right. You're right. I'll, I'll be unfair. It Invaded is a legitimately great anime. D-Side is not. But you, you get what I'm trying to say. I'm sure I'm sure someone has strung some best of clips on YouTube for anyone who <laughs> really wants alright, them. Alright, 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 alright. Alright, you're the person who says, you know what, I really like Copcraft. Ah! And I would say to you, well, then perhaps you may enjoy D-Side. Yeah, you guys just keep throwing out these shows that only you have watched. <laughs> yeah, because we're the only people with a taste on the internet. Uh, <laughs> double-decker. <laughs> nah, double-decker's uh, legitimately good. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was legitimately good. All right. So no. No, just the answer is no. So, all right, well. All right. If, yep. if you need a moment to talk, if something wild happens in the last episode, yep, we'll we might take a minute to talk about sure. it again. But all right, let's move along. Uh, I will talk about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid one last time. Uh, I I haven't I haven't talked about it in a long time at this point, but uh, I will say after the questionable first couple of episodes, it's been pretty tame and fun. So I'm happy about that. There were some fun episodes like Elma starting a labor union or uh, Kana going to New York City. That was <laughs> anytime anime goes to New York City, I'm amused by that. I think and, she fights the mafia how New- too. How was New York City? It was. Um, I'm not gonna say it was accurate, but I appreciated that when she went to Times Square, it was like all clean and colorful. And then like the second she walked like half a block off the main. Uh, area of Times Square. She's in this like dirty alley and gets jumped by hoodlums. Well, that checks out, <laughs> sir. And I'm like, yeah, no, that that's that's pretty much how New York City works. Um, it, it so is. It is. they did get yeah. that, so that was fun. And then uh, you know, at the end, uh, Kobayashi and Toru get married, like literally. So oh, well, good for them. I good guess. for them. Yeah. It was uh, so you know, it was it was pretty fun. I didn't really have too many complaints on the back half. They kept most of the gross stuff in check. I guess they got it out of their system in the first couple of episodes. <laughs> and Congratulations, uh, Miss Kobayashi. You did it. <laughs> they did it. You made yep. it to cross the finish line. 
Um, so yeah, that's that. I will be interested. I don't. I haven't checked what, if anything, Kiwani is doing next. If they have anything announced, because this was something that was announced like before the attack. Don't they? Don't they have like some long-term plans? Like I don't know. Uh... Did they already do a Euphonium movie? A sound Euphonium movie? They've done like... They've, they've done technically like done like... <laughs> I mean, if you count Liz and the Bluebird, it's like three, but... Okay, yeah. <laughs> so they've already done those. And I, I have no... Dude, I don't pay attention to Kill. Yeah, man. so like, we'll, I... we'll see. But I mean, they're... I mean, the show looked great. It was well up to their normal standards. They're back. So whatever they That's want to do to next. Uh, you know, we'll see. The triumphant yeah. return of Kiyoani. Even if it took... Uh, now, giant Bailey tits and some, are, uh, yeah. some some weird uh, some weird subtext, but they did it. They're back. Yes, was, yeah, through all the weirdness. All right, uh, let's <sighs> unfortunately talk about Sunny Boy. I will just full disclosure: I got about five episodes behind on this, and I was just like, "There's no way in hell I am watching five episodes of this in a row." <laughs> um. So I'm gonna have to lean on you guys to tell me how things oh, are going. Oh boy, the I plot I, continues to be like practically non-existent. I would. Say. I think there is, there will probably be people out there who really like what Sunny Boy has been doing lately. Yes, I, I am not one of them. I don't think I'm ever going to be one of them. But mm-hmm. I think it has. Even I can tell in the last few episodes, it has like taken on a, a an even more ambitious, uh, uh, an ambitious undertaking in its like experimental storytelling. Um, like it is, like if you thought the early episodes were like surreal and art housey, like I think they have, for better or worse, they've upped their game even more yeah. in in the final stretch. And as someone who was never really here for that. Yeah, I'm not. I, I have I have not been having a good time with it, but I can so, also like recognize a lot of the undeniable artistry that is going into some of these episodes. So is it like even more incomprehensible now at this point, or kind of? Yeah. yeah, like like the last few episodes. <laughs> funnily enough, the last few episodes of Sunny Boy have been cha- have been pivoting to a more episodic format of like yeah. conflict or character focus per week. You know, like, ah, we're going to this new universe where the rules are like this and the characters act like this. And it's all yet another, like, parable for this, like, highly specific thing I have to say about society or something. And as you can tell by the way I'm phrasing it, I'm not a big fan of it. But, you know, it is... I mean, that's the thing. Like, every episode kind of has one, like you said, weirdly specific thing that... It's almost like a stream of consciousness of, like, whatever popped into Shingo Natsume's head that day. I think it is. And then they move on to, like, another topic. And I'm like, I'm not getting any, like, meaning out of... Like, it's not not like I need an anime to give me meaning in things, but you are trying to to make it look like you are saying something profound. (laughs) Yeah, and and I think maybe... I think... think, I think it is trying to. Like, I I don't think it is, like... I don't think it's, like just aping that, like, language and aesthetic. I think it is trying to. I just don't think, for, like, my taste and, like, what I want out of fiction, I just don't think it's doing it very well. <laughs> do, you, do you think it would have been better if they hadn't been doing a kind of, and the moral of the story is, sort of an angle? <laughs> I, I think some of that definitely 
could have been avoided. I think that if they had avoided a lot of that, I think I would be more invested. I also think, I think just if I cared about these characters, like right. I, oh, they're still and in completely insufferable. The only one who's kind of good is the cat girl. Yeah, you know, like uh, I, yeah. I can't even remember her name, but the girl with the three, yeah, the Yamazon cats or whatever. Like I, I still kind of like her. She... Right, and then the story sort of pivoted to secretly make her like the most important character. Yeah, which, sure, um, it's weird. you know, uh, spoilers or not, I don't really care, but uh, Rajdani came back in the in the most pre- recent episode, and that was alright, I guess, like, that dude's alright, you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, he came back and apparently has been turning the multiverse for 2,000 years. And I do love the type of character who is implied to just be so eccentric, they can, like, Explore the cosmos in isolation for two thousand years and not go crazy. Right, right, and just they're um, the same when they come back. Yeah, he's just like ah, yeah, you know, I just explored the cosmos for two thousand years, you know, as one does. It's crazy. He's just talking about it like he took a road trip across the United States or something. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I, I don't want to really litigate it too much because I think for better or worse, we have kind of made our thoughts clear on how we feel about Sunny Boy, mm-hmm. and I don't think that. The, the latest episodes have done a lot to change our opinion right on that so right we we've kind of said our piece about it and it doesn't look like they're gonna be able to change our minds or and do anything different uh with one so there's one episode left as we confirmed at this point yes so i will say it is the type of show where they could do something absolutely wild and bizarre in the last episode. Well, <laughs> so. They, could, they went could. to space in the penultimate episode, so... Okay. Well, I am at least curious to see if they do anything particularly wild at the end, but otherwise, I could care less. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just such a... Once I fell behind, I was like, man, I am not enjoying this show enough to sit here in marathon. I think the only reason we're still watching is Momentum. because we have managed to keep up with it. Yeah. I think yeah. If we had not... There's no point like, in not watching the last episode at this stage. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're fully committed, so... Yeah. All right. So, one more show... All right. All right. Get a Robo Arc, which is notable yep. because many years ago... Uh, the Getter Robo arc manga ended on a cliffhanger, and then before there could be more Getter, Kenishikawa died, and so uh, the last couple episodes of Getter Robo arc uh, were mostly original material. So they wrote the ending. Kinda. The thing is, well, mo- all most of it was just more context to the ending. <laughs> yeah, and not it's... what actually happened. Yeah, I. Arc is just a show that is like it is so thoroughly compromised from top to bottom that like even if I kind of like some of the developments of its final episodes, yeah, it's just kind of a rough watch because right it kind of just fails to live up to any of the promises it tries to make. You, you have know, to, you have as, to like deliberately put kind of put the whole show aside and look at it in a thematic lens to get anything yes, out of yes. it, like like. Well, you guys were uh, watching this like minutes before the podcast, and were pretty uh, amped up <laughs> as we well, were getting on. Has that died down now that you've well, had a no, moment to think about well, it? <laughs> like, Getter is still a dumb, hot-blooded robot anime at the end of the day, and even when done poorly, there are still sometimes things to like about it. You know, like your your super robot hero pilot, like 
defying fate, defying the cosmos itself by angrily shouting at space that both the past and the future can eat shit is really good. Very funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's 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 a good right. It's it's getter. It's very getter. Like like it's getter has always been about these very like uncouth hot-blooded men being tasked with like the grave importance of safeguarding the cosmos itself. And there's something very enjoyable about that. I just yeah. do think that on some level like you know, just arc is so like hamstrung by the reality of its production. Like, so even the, even the ending looked bad. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. It looked I mean, better it looked than the show so far, but but, and it's like, oh, like this is the write off for like a lot of these characters. You know, like yeah, it's you know, it's just kind of it's it's they did the best they could with what they had, and. Their heart was in the right place. I think Ark's heart was always in the right place, but it just didn't have the gas to like make it across the finish line. Yeah, and it's you and know like, like it did not really it did not really resolve the the infamous cliffhanger. Right, it doesn't. It really doesn't. It just kind of adds more to it, you know, or or it gives it a very it gives it a very getter ending. Uh, and you know, I'm glad you watched Armageddon because now you kind of understand the context yeah. of many pieces of getter end on the sort of cliffhanger of and thus they continue to fight evil the never ending you know? battle yes the never ending right. battle this so like, idea yeah, that like yeah the the cliffhanger ending was basically that uh the 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 half saurian member of the team uh got back first and decided that he needed to wipe out humanity because they saw the bad future and he needs to stop that bad future from happening and then he fight, you know, he's about to fight the the main guy, and that's the original cliffhanger. And so all they really did was staple on a bit where they're like, like, and then they fought, and the dinosaur guy lost. And then later on, they teamed up again to 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 continue fighting against the bad future. And that, yeah, that, like, that that's kind of it, right? It's like. Sure. Okay. Like it's not, you know, it's right. It, it's not. It's not. It's not out of expectation. But it's mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's just. It's not really a. It's not a very like t- taken as the final work of Getter. It's just not like super satisfying. Right. But also <laughs> like, like thematically, I understand how this is pr- on a thematic from a thematic sense preferable. <laughs> it probably is like. You know, I have mentioned its name a couple times. This is probably the last time I'm going to be able to say its name on this podcast. But Getter Emperor uh-huh. is a th- is an aspect of the Getter universe that people have been discussing for literally decades. Like to give context, Getter Emperor is like the original tank and topa girl logon. It is the original end all be all like galaxy sized super robot. You know that is designed to win every power level argument. It has never actually shown its power in universe. Its power has always been implied, vaguely alluded to as the the the, the dangerous endpoint of the Getter, and that continues in Getter arc. They just show it ominously looming over our heroes, and then that's it. We right? Don't... Isn't that isn't that kind of preferable though than like letting well, the genie out of the bottle? In the sense that yes, it will. Getter Emperor's power will always exist in our imagination. 
Right, like, it would never live up to expectations at this point, right? Right, and like, especially because they don't have the budget that, you know, Gurren Lagann's final episode had. Like, right. <laughs> I don't think there's any way that Getter Emperor could have lived up to the hype. But, you know, it's... Th- th- that <clears throat> is, as Eero said, maybe thematically in line with what Getter Robo has always been. Right. And did you guys finish Armageddon as well? Now, Armageddon, yes. <laughs> on the other hand... Good time. Hero, as, as, as the one who, who watched Armageddon for the first time, uh-huh. what, what are your thoughts now that uh, um, it is finished It up? is a very well-made, uh, what, 90s OVA? Yes. Uh, I think that's some real fun, just bombastic. We go to space and we shoot the laser and sweep the laser across the screen and 10,000 explosions happen off in the distance. Mecha stuff. Uh... Considering only Ark and Arm, I've only seen Ark and Armageddon. Like <laughs> I cannot necessarily speak to its thematic intent quite as well, but it also ends with "Ah, uh, uh, you getter people will be always fighting the good fight against the baddies." Uh, <clears throat> I will say what what watching some getter stuff has led me to appreciate better stuff that was inspired by getter i think <laughs> so like now i can look at like Gurren Lagann and go oh that's where that's <laughs> from right i can kind of like right. see that lineage yeah have and, more context now yeah right like it, it even goes beyond like Gurren Lagann like i think in a lot of ways, even though Mazinger is considered the granddaddy of super robot anime, in a lot of ways, Getter's shadow stretches a lot further than Mazinger's. Like, Gatai, the concept of robots combining... I mean, I watch, still watch Sentai every week, so... Like, that's, that's Getter, you know? The dude, like, anytime the screen... Anytime the characters become, like, pencil sketches, mm-hmm. that's Getter, <laughs> you know? Like... It's anytime a anytime a robot has an axe, <laughs> that's Getter. Like, yep. like Getter, despite largely being the show, the, the the franchise with worse adaptations than Mazinger, like, right, a- ends up being the one that still was like the most influential on other mecha creators. And I think, like, rewatching Armageddon has made me appreciate that as well. Yeah. Just like, like man, like yeah, this is like. This is like that era of super robot anime at its finest. Um, you know, just hot-blooded men chopping planets in half and shouting, you know, half the half the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, watching Get Over Again also made me come to the conclusion that if they ever do make a second season of Star Wars Visions, they should just take all of the money they were going to give to various studios and just give it to Asagiri Imagawa <laughs> and let him make something. Uh, and uh, it'd probably be pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, Armaged- Armageddon. You know, like just just a great, just a great all around, well made like Mecha OVA. And I think yes. that even with Arc finishing up and having seen Arc's ending, I still think that in many ways Armageddon is still the definitive uh, thematic conclusion to one's relation with Getter Robo. Sure. Iro, did uh, watching both of them in tandem do anything to help you understand what was going on? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, we're here to kill aliens and save the world. All but right, perhaps, we don't need much more than that. Perhaps that didn't really matter, right? <laughs> all right, well, all right. 
that's an end of an era, I suppose. Indeed. All right. Well, um, that's kind of it for ending shows. We kind of mentioned earlier in the beginning, there's a couple shows continuing on. So, like, Fena Pirate Princess, uh, uh, Aquatope on White Sand. Right. Shout out! Shout out to them for uh, going with the aquarium is closing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it'll stay that way. Like I just, I, I mean, yes, they will definitely somehow reopen. Whether right. she goes to the new aquarium or something, she'll get inspired and open her own aquarium in the same place that. Yeah, wow. it will be bigger and better than ever, and it will attract exactly. multitudes of it'll small be children. Gamu Gamu and aquarium. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I'm I, sure I said, the, yeah, I mean, yes, but yes, but we keep it brief, but yes, I, I'm very impressed by what Aquatope has decided to do with its, like, mid-season climax. Yeah, and I'm sure the status quo will find some way to return, but they they did at least decide to shake things up. So far, none of my predictions have come true, <laughs> uh, but there's still a whole second, whole season uh, to go, ha- second half to go here, so... There's still time, um, but yeah, you know, with with the way, the, with the weird scheduling and everything, we kind of didn't have time to do a full proper season preview of next season. But I did want to kind of touch on some of the things that we are going to be checking out, yeah. and yeah. so I've asked I've asked everybody to uh, take a look and figure out what you plan on uh, uh. watching. And, uh, yeah. you know, we can kind of go around, bring them up things and to say about a couple of these shows, talk, talk about them. So if we want to just go down the line, Iro, if you want to kick things off, what are some of the things you're planning on checking okay, first out? First of all, there's East Kai restaurant two. And I'm going to say, this is the wrong East Kai restaurant show that should have gotten to season two. This is Agreed. the, this is the bad one. Yes. Uh, East Kai, Izakaya Nobu is the one that should have gotten to season two. I understand. Okay. This one, I this one wasn't bad. It was, no, no, no. Less good. Speaking- Iro is speaking truth to power here. <laughs> Isakai okay. Nobu is the better show. Isakai Restaurant, like the past and the future, can eat shit. <laughs> I understand that Isakai Isakai Nobu was weird because I had those live action segments that were meant to advertise for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, those plans got scuttled. However, that gave it a certain charm, I think. To have live action segments highlighting real ass bars in Tokyo. Also, it's a better show than in Restaurant to the World. Uh, that's what. Yeah, I mean, that. I'm not gonna defend Restaurant this, to Another World. Second season, huh? I'll go as far as say Isekai Restaurant is basic. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. As far as its cooking goes, not impressed. It was... I actually don't like the gimmick of everybody has the one thing they order every time. That's not that interesting. That's stupid. That's not how restaurants work. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, y- y- I-, I agree. They've yes. perhaps chosen the wrong one to do the second way, season on. Also, Digimon Ghost Game is happening next season. And after having suffered and dragged myself and trudged and <clears throat> choked down... 67 episodes of Digimon Adventure, the remake. Uh, Wait, the fact did that, that just end? It's it ended this weekend. Um, having gotten through all of that... How I many am, years was that running? <laughs> 67 episodes, plus a big delay in the middle because of coronavirus. 
Wow. <clears throat> Having gone through that, I'm contractually obligated to at least give a new Digimon show that's got an all-new cast the college try. Um, <laughs> because, it fuck it, just why Digimon not? Just ghosts? I don't know! It can't be worse than what we got, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Sure. Sure. It can't be! Okay. Okay. Is there Please. anything else you'd like to uh, shout out <laughs> at this point? Uh... I mean, there are quite a few, like, pretty high-profile things coming back here, but maybe... Yeah, like, that's why, yes, like, like the we, two like, part sixes. Right, like, are we, like, I don't know why we're going person to person. Like, there are shows here multiple of us will be watching, but... Uh, I will, okay. I, I will, the last thing that I think I'll, I specifically have an opinion on, um, uh, the faraway paladin is isekai, but nominally one of the less bad, slightly less bad isekai. Sure. But that means nothing at this point. We are talking about <laughs> stages of how bad something is. Right. Is it like an old late novel? I don't know, but. Like the pre. It, 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 the... what it, it's one of those ones where. Actually, if you took out the Isekai part, it would be a totally serviceable fantasy story by itself. Okay. If that makes sense. It, I just feel the need to, to say. Uh, actually, also, this guy is from Japan. Uh, even though nothing else about the story has any relevance to that whatsoever. I kind of base whether a light novel will be super trash or just mildly trash based on its synopsis. If the synopsis is longer than two paragraphs, it's not worth watching. <laughs> If it's or if two the title, paragraphs or under, it's watchable. If the title is longer than the synopsis. Uh. <laughs> or, or that. Or that, yes. Yeah, no, it does have a nice, concise title, so that's a good sign. Uh-huh. Anyway. I'll all right. I'll pass, I'll pass the, the, the speaking horn over to somebody else now, I guess. Uh, all right, go ahead, G. Uh, sure, I guess for ones that are specific to me, uh, I guess uh, the first I'll mention is uh, Sakugan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the anime original that is giving people a lot of like decadence, decadence vibes. Like, uh, oh yeah, it has a similar premise, right? Right. The premise is basically it's it's got. A, I mean, look, got the baby, you got the baby child, big friend. Situation. It's it's matching a lot of shows together, right? Like yeah. mankind is living underground, and like you know they're told that like they must stay underground forever or whatever. But one day, uh, uh, uh you know. Uh, a, a spunky little girl who's also <laughs> apparently a genius decides to build a robot to explore, you know, the the rest of the world or the rest of the the underground world they live in and is accompanied by her, like, adoptive father figure. Mm-hmm. And they go on adventures. And you know what? That sounds all right. Sure. <laughs> yep. Like, as, as, as Eero said, the baby child and big friend duo... <laughs> uh, character dynamic, but also with a giant robot, and uh, yep, Kawamori's you know, on monster design. Uh, for uh, what? what it's worth, Shoji Kawamori's on monster design. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, and I don't. Right. It's it's being handled by satellite of Macross Infamy, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I think I think it actually looks pretty good. Like uh, again, like I mean, aesthetically and premise wise, I think it looks pretty good. But again, because it is an anime original, kind of. Kind of hard to, to, to really, like, get a good feel for it, but it is definitely one that, uh, I, I think the art and, and the design of it has me interested in, in checking out. Yeah, the trailer looked kind of fun. 
Yeah. Sure. We'll give it a shot, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I guess the other one I will mention as... Uh-huh, I'm not excited uh-huh. for this, but I am obligated to watch it. <laughs> is uh, Kyokai Senki, the ah. newest Sunrise original mecha anime. Yes. Oh, um, baby. How big of a train wreck is this one going to be? Ooh, so that baby. is, as always, the question, right? Like, Kyokai Senki, to my understanding, is being handled by the Gundam Build Fighters team. It's not specifically. It's the former Zebek team. Or, or yes, yes, yes. That is what it is. But, uh... And, oh, do, do they not exist anymore? No. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Did they get folded but, into Sunrise yep. or something? Then why, okay. why do I think? Why do I think there's Build Fighters people associated with it? Good question. Aren't the Build Fighters people working on Build Fighters Battlelog? I mean, ah, whatever. Okay, so it does have like. Okay, yes. Okay, fine. It has yes. Ipe Gyobu and Ebikawa oh, okay. are working on designs for this. I mean, so that's always, why. always out here for some Ipe Gyobu mechanical so design. So that that is that is why I had the. Uh... Oh, oh, okay, and yes, Kenji Teraoka, who was the primary mechanical designer for Build Divers. Oh, okay, is working on this. So that is why. But uh, but yeah, so you know, it is the obligatory um, original mecha series, non Gundam affiliated, but. Um, it's still pushing the toy angle pretty heavily. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, people, when people think of the Sunrise original mecha anime, I think the one everybody always thinks of is Code Geass. And, like, the interesting, th- interesting thing about Code Geass is <laughs> it was one of those mecha, mecha franchises that uh, marketed its characters a lot more than the mechs. Yeah. Uh, there are actually very few kits for the Code Geass mechs. I, I, uh, I, w- I unfortunately would argue that Code Geass is the last good Sunrise original mech anime that's not, and even that's that not is, Gundam. Like, and, that, and even that is a contentious statement to make. Uh, uh, but mean. yes, yes. And so, <laughs> yeah. but, but it is in that lineage, right? right? That is sort of what this show is coming from. Uh, even the premise is a little bit similar. It's a dangerously nationalistic one about yep. how Japan is being invaded by foreign countries and how they need to rise up. And become make Nippon great again, which mm. gives me a little uh, a bit of a color tug. But mm. I think the mechs, some of the mechs look kind of cool, and you know, like I said, I mean, I don't get a, I don't get a lot of these anymore. All right, I gotta <laughs> I gotta watch them when they show up. So <laughs> yeah, all right. Again, I'm not sure I'm necessarily looking forward to Kyokai Senki, but I am. It is. I'll put it this way. Unless this show hits Aldnoa Zero levels of bad, mm. I will probably watch Kyokai Senki to its completion. Out of obligation. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes, G. Yeah. <laughs> if you, I, I'll, I'll let you watch the first episode before uh, we hold you to that. But, uh, yeah. Dude, even if the first episode's bad, I might still have to watch it to completion. Do you Just know how to... few... Sunrise original mecha anime train wreck. Just out of these uh, days. Like, yeah, you get the cool. I the mech's got the like double jointed feet or whatever. Yeah, I, I do like the design. I do like the mech. Some of the mech designs. They they almost kind of feel like what if Sunrise adapted Titanfall <laughs> into a mecha anime kind of like it's yeah. All anyways. right. Um, anything else you want to mention? At this point, I guess yeah. I guess we'll just we'll talk about some of the bigger ones. I think the others are all yeah, things we're all going to be watching. So then, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Artemis. Um, surprisingly, I think there are like ten shows I'll probably be watching. Wow. Well, well okay. Uh, preface: what, we we watched the premiere of um, right. Yes. Um, 
blue period was Snarish the top of my list, I think. Um, it's the same director who did Honey and Clover. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're going to always be in high school or if the characters are going to be older, like if there's going to be a time skip of some kind. But um, either way, it looks okay. Uh, this looks like this is going to be a Netflix hell, though. Oh, yeah, no. so the airing schedule is really weird for this one. Um, as far as I understand it, it's kind of started airing already, but it's only airing on Netflix Japan, and of then course. a week later it's airing like domestically, and then a week after that it's airing in Netflix International. So, <laughs> Thanks, so legally, Netflix. we will not be getting it until October, I'm going to say 9th. Jesus. But yeah. episodes are out there in the wild, I take it. I think so. I or they will it, be but shortly. I'm sure they will be. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess, like, I don't, it, I don't know how good it's gonna be, but um, Megaton Q Musashi was supposed oh, to be like last Megaton season. Oh, Megaton Musashi. Yeah. And yes, it's being pushed onto this season. That thing is yes. like infamous for being what being in the works for like a decade, right? Yeah. So, so Megaton Musashi might as yeah, yeah. It's it's what 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 were they what are they called again? What's what's Level that studio? Five. Yeah, level five has been like working on this on and off for like it feels like an eternity. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not based on one of their games, though, right? It's well, its own. It is. I, it is. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it is. They're doing the cross synergy, cross brand synergy. Oh, uh, multimedia project. Yeah, yeah, cross media. Okay. I, I didn't mention that one just because, like, I actually do kind of dig how I, I kind of dig its vibe, but also like. I don't think I have liked something from level five in like. Have I ever liked anything Wait, what, from level you five? You don't like Yokai Watch. Have I ever liked a level five property? I don't think so. Dark Cloud Two. <laughs> from Galaxy. <laughs> nope. Professor Layton. <laughs> oh right, they did Layton. Yes, yeah, Professor yes. Layton. There you go. All yeah. right, they did Professor Layton. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, my senpai is annoying is coming out, which, like, I haven't quite given up hope on the studio yet. Oh, I'm Doga Kobo. I'm every season, but maybe, just oh, maybe. Oh, God, of course Doga Kobo is doing it. Like, now, right? God, yeah. Do, do you, are, G, are you familiar with the manga on that one, or? Uh, nominally, it is one that, shall I say, gets posted a lot in certain corners of the internet. Um, you know, I mean that does look like my kind of show if it's good. It's but, uh, you know look it's it's the haha you know it's 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 the workplace comedy and the uh, what what uh, what horrible Dokokobo thing is attached to this like. I mean it's not terrible. I'll, I'll no, I mean the premise is fine. Okay. This is not this is not this is not a Nuzaki Chan situation. Yeah, uh, no, like, it's like my understanding it's, is yeah, that this the, the this trailer work, looked okay. Yeah, my yeah. understanding is this work is it's just very it's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like every chapter is just see, she's like really small and looks like a child, oh. and but you know she's an office lady. That's the demands Kobo. to be. Well, she looks yeah. like a tiny woman. Sure, fine, okay, but... fine, fine. You know what I'm saying? Yes, right? but like, no, it's... she's she's tiny and her senpai is huge, and that's yes, the joke. Yes. I see. Um, there is a yes, there is a tanned lady with short hair in uh-huh. that manga I'll, i will point that out but but yes this, this is like the most like duh of course dogakobo would be doing this one well to offset that they're also doing an idol show but uh we'll sure 
we don't need to Hooray. get into that. Uh, um, I will be braving. Can I make your ears happy in 180 seconds? Which uh, is an ASMR anime. What? Um, and <laughs> each episode, me? each episode is 180 seconds long, from from what I understand, and and it's all like ASMR based. Yeah, that's one of the short. Goku well, it's 180 seconds. Yeah, yeah, and and I do me, like. Goku. I do like some ASMR videos, like just to relax too. So sure. yes. I'll give it a try, I guess. I I like them when they're not creepy, and it, if yeah, it involves not, cute anime the, girls, the... I'm <laughs> suspicious. I like it when they're not sexualized. Yes. Um, I don't know if this will be or not. I kind of think it might be, but I'm also hoping it won't be. So sure. We'll I'm trying go. to think of. There's at least two anime I, I previewed in the past like year or two where it was like the cute anime girl talking to you and like tell me about your day let me make you yeah, dinner i remember them and they were not good i'm wondering if that's going to be in that <laughs> wheelhouse maybe but, uh, um, yeah i'll check that out sure why not um of course loop in the third part six right the, all right well, we well, let's just double get barrel in the part six yeah. <laughs> I hope, I hope this is good. Part 5 set a really high bar, but I think uh, we all have to remember that before Lupin Part 5, there was Lupin Part 4. My understanding so, is Part 4 was, like, totally fine. Right. Eh, but then it's, it, Part 5 yeah. was just so good. Yeah. I, but, yes, I do hope 6 is good. Like, and... Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how I feel about, like, supposedly it's about Sherlock Holmes and Watson. Like... Sure, you know, Herlock or whatever. Holmes. Like, yeah, is Sherlock Holmes alive in the twenty first in the twenty second century? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they care. Wasn't um, I mean, part five was like the anthology one, right? Like, yes. part well, five, it had an overarching plot. Yes, part five had the really solid. Like, we do four episodes on the plot, and then we do like yeah. one or two fillers that yes, that are and like they can't pull that stuff together, right? To, no, they can't. <laughs> Just, I could see them trying again. Could try, like, maybe but like it was yeah. so well done. If if nothing else, we might at least get a really stylish opening again. So oh yeah, oh, look, without that goes without saying, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, but yes, I think I think for better or worse, part six is sort of a known quantity in the sense of like it's more Lupin, and it's probably going to be yeah. at its worst like Constant. decently made. Yeah, you know, yeah. Lupin uh, definitely looking forward Lupin. to hearing Akio Otsuka as uh, Goem. Right. Uh, no, not Goem, uh, Jigen. Uh, Kiyoshi Kobayashi is retired from the role of Jigen. Yep. His last role will be the first episode of Part 6. Oh, is that what they said? Yes. Oh, okay. He, for, so that episode. is a thing I'm like, yeah. that is why I'm a little like confused. So I was like, wait, like he's voicing Jigen for one episode. And, and then now I'm like, oh, is that episode going to be about, about Jigen? <laughs> also, but like handing the reins over to a new VA, you know right. what I mean? Like, like is Jigen is the first episode of Lupin Part Six going to be like Jigen? Like it's caught it's in an explosion, oh, yeah. and they're like, why "Oh we, no, Jigen, we had again. to do, we had to do throat surgery <laughs> on you, but your voice is different now." Come yeah, on. that's a little weird that they I mean, now you sound that. like Solid Snake. <laughs> Part Five had the like really great send off yes. to Jigen, like towards I the end so. where he shoot, to me shoots that a is, billion that cops. Is, Yes, that to me, uh, Jigen versus the police is the definitive send-off to the character. Alright. And then, um, yeah, the other part six of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, Stone Ocean, baby. The final arc of the universe, I guess. Hey now, hey now, some people might not be aware oh, of... Oh, uh... fine. 
a notable <laughs> a notable arc in the meta plot of JoJo's adventure. Let's say, sure. Uh, yeah, is, that's in Netflix is, jail also, and they've been unclear about what the heck they're doing. They're saying, "Oh yeah, we'll put it on monthly." Like, what does that mean, Netflix? Where Where do you guys rank Part Six on the JoJo uh, mm, tier list? Above Part Five, but below Part Six is <laughs> like I would say, I would go as far as say Part Six is the first JoJo in which I have zero cultural like context for mm. like literally the only thing i really know about jojo part six is that it is the first uh jojo to star a female member of the joe star family right um right. Uh, jolene kujo yeah. and that uh it takes place uh, in america in a in a florida prison mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh anime florida is always fun uh, yeah very much it's, looking forward yeah. to seeing how that goes um, so gee, you haven't read the that part? No, no. Okay. Five, I've, like, not, I, I, I've not read the manga either for part six, but I am broadly aware of the stuff. Okay, yes, yes. but it's five fairly is kind of the fresh last one I was like somewhat familiar with. But uh, what do you mean fairly fresh? Like, like you guys didn't read the manga, oh, so like no. you're not gonna know every. There's an entire. It's entirely possible I will slime through the manga by the, by the time the first episode airs. Is what I'll say. Okay. Whenever it airs, <laughs> knowing, who knows? Who I am. Sure, but yes, I, I would say I'm looking forward to this more than I was five. Uh, I know. I know. Part five has its fans. I know people. Well, I don't think people like Jorno. I think people like Jorno's crew. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was not super big on five honestly um so right i'm definitely looking forward to six i i really want to see what they do with it right um artemis did you have any more on your list you wanted to mention um no those were the main ones i think okay uh let me see here. Um, well, I think the biggest thing is there's Demon Slayer season two, right? Well, that's the highest profile. But I don't, think any I don't know if any of us care about that. I mean, that's a thing. Like, I don't think. Iro uh... Iro and I did our time. We did our time with Demon Slayer. We gave it. Gave it. Its we gave it the thirteen. You know, we gave it the season to prove itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that was the question I was going to ask because you guys did watch season one. Are you going to watch season two? Probably we not. Didn't even watch the movie, so that should tell you. <laughs> okay. True. Look, that's because, uh, that's also because we have not been able to sit in the same room and drink alcohol together. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. That is the only way in which I would bother to watch the Demon Slayer movie. Um, right. So mm. no, I know. Yes, yes. I mean, look. If we really want to get into, it, there are two extremely high-profile shows next season that I think none of us are going to give the time of day. So. What's what what is one? the other one that you're thinking? Um, the Isekai one. Uh, what was it? Which one? Uh, There's so much. Shoku Tensei. Oh, oh the jobless reincarnation, whatever. whatever. Yeah. I think, like they said, that that PV is the fastest a anime PV has ever gotten a million views. So that should tell you well, what's wrong with anime fandom. <laughs> Demon Slayer is number one, and that's number two on the uh, the yeah, chart I'm looking so at here. There so. You go. You know what's number five on the chart? Uh, 86 season two. Uh, yeah! Right. 86. Wait, um, are you guys going to watch that? Uh, are we, JG, are we going to watch 86 season two? Oh, don't, don't put that in my ah! court. Um, <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll think about it. We'll, sure, look, sure. there are, look, I said it before. There are things I liked about 86. They weren't enough for me to like the show as a whole, but... Mm-hmm. 
I don't uh, know, those spider robots were You know, cool. this uh, mobile game tie-in from Madhouse and Mappa that's, like, music-themed. Oh, tact-op.destiny. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the preview looked good. Visual, yeah, visually. I, uh, when I saw the preview, I was like, oh, is this listeners but good? <laughs> it's also an anime original, right? It's a, it's a mobile game tie-in. Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, so, like, yeah. D-side. <laughs> um yeah no the the i i had i was struggling to remember the name of listeners but now that you've mentioned it yes i was thinking about that as well because it's like music is gone from the world or something yeah again uh-huh. something like that and uh they fight with the power of musical scores which, which right. turn transform into girls um of course as, of course as you do so is this is this going to be a mobile game where you like collect music famous music pieces that are I think so. Personified as cute anime girls. I believe girls. so. I mean, okay, so as dumb as that is, <laughs> there is the something about... <laughs> I know, but, but also it's like, can you imagine the SSR... I mean, not the... Fucking not the SSR. The gacha game in which, like, the, 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 the girls are famous pieces of, like, classical music or something, and it's like, right. oh, man, I got a role for my SSR, Beethoven's Fifth. That's... Right. I'm sorry, that's literally... One of the the main girls, my understanding. <laughs> sure, I mean, I look that that is the most cliche like piece of music, right? That's why I said mm-hmm. it. So there you go, you know. Um, the animation sure looks nice, though. I'm just saying, man, if we can collect battleships and castles guns. and guns and swords and, 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 swords and, and horses and, and... and... <laughs> yep, why yep. not pieces of music? Just. Fuck it. Shouts to Classical Lloyd season one. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, they could do the composers, right? Yeah. But that's been done in different variations, I think. Alright, well, there's that. Um I think the other thing I was looking at. I mean there's yeah, some... I'm looking through here real quick. Oh. There's plenty <laughs> of crappy isekai. For for my personal struggle, uh, Muv Love is coming back. Oh yeah, and this is this this time it's the Muv Love, not the or well, it's, it's, kind it's of the yeah. important Muv Love, right? So Muv Love for context, in the the very beginning of the Glorio blog yes. back in 2012, I recall this. The uh, the the precursor to Hate Watch was me watching uh, Muv Love Alternative Total Eclipse which was a complete dumpster fire of a show that back then I had enough time to watch 24 yes, episodes I think, of I think the historical uh, historically important for I also also maybe being the only mech anime that you have watched that I have never watched <laughs> <laughs> well yeah look um, my senses were tingling on that one I was like nah it, not this one it, it, the actual mecha parts were pretty good actually whenever they decided yeah. to do that but they were mostly focused on the love triangle and the really oh, like cross. hilariously bad looking aliens god the aliens in Muv love are i some people love them for like how fucking shitty they look but i was like killing albino et uh yeah with your with your mechs the is a little weird but uh and that and the awful uh well you had the you know national racial stereotypes because you had the crew from different countries right. and you had an awful love triangle and huge amounts of sexism it was awful um <laughs> so <laughs> i'm sure love. this new one so if it is muv love alternative if i recall that is the main line vn 
because their, their visual novel is originally where it came from, whereas Total yes. Eclipse was like a spinoff novel Correct. series or something. Yeah. For anybody that cares about that stuff. Like, like in a lot of ways, like... How do I put this? Love Love Alternative, like getting an anime adaptation in 2021, very much feels like... Um, 10 years too late. 15 years ki- too late. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like when Parasite got an anime adaptation. You know? Well, like, that's going a little further back, but yes. Well, I, I just, it's just like, Love Love Alternative, like, as someone who has never liked or cared for, like, the Love Love setting, or I don't even really like the mech designs that much, like, yeah. Love Love Alternative dominated a very certain time period of mecha discourse. Like, I would say from, like, 2000, like, 4 to 2012, like... Muv Love Alternative was, by some, not me, but by some, was considered the definitive real robot-like property of its time. And, I don't know, a lot has changed since then. Um, you know, a lot of, a taste has changed since then. Uh, hell, aesthetics have changed since then, and so... It does, it does look, like, if you look at the, like, even, like, the character, the designs of the girls and stuff they look a little dated now yeah right it's like but yeah. you had to keep them like that right because like if you change them like the fans would write like right you gotta like keep those old school like two early the, 2000s vn designs but the, the, the dozens <laughs> of them still out there yes yeah but, um... <laughs> so yeah. It, it, it is interesting i i feel like I, this would have been a big profile release in 2009 or something Oh yeah, dude. If and, this like if this had come out in, like two thousand nine, I think this might have actually been the biggest mecha anime of its time. Like, and now no, now like I, nobody's gonna care at this not point. Not really. I mean, yeah. I don't want to call Muv Love old news, but it's like Kinda because is. like look, let's be real. It's not like mecha anime has been exactly flourishing since then. But yeah, you know, there's just... a couple this season for better or worse, right? Yeah. No. Like I mean, I'll say I'll say this right. I, I will. I have two mecha anime next season that. I will probably watch the completion for better or worse. So, right. All right. All right. The only other quick thing I'll mention is how is this Yuki Yuna as a hero thing still going? I guess that's what? getting. This is like a fourth I... season or something. God. Uh. uh how many? Yeah. Sequel two. Yeah. Sequel two. Sequel two. It says it's here. It's the third season. Okay. I feel like that's been going on for like the entire existence of the Glorio blog, <laughs> um, which is uh, rapidly approaching uh, ten years next year God, here. So don't remind me of that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it then for things that we are interested in. Obviously, there are a lot of other shows, but like none of this is really jumping out to me. Of course, we will do. I think we're on track to do our normal previews and everything, so we'll be able to talk more about all that later. All right. All right. Well, um, bit of a weird episode. <laughs> we have, yeah, you know, just a lot, a lot of grounds to cover. Like, a lot of different course, things happening like, in the anime world right I, now. I, I, so. I feel like we'll be doing these hybrid episodes more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah, as the as the lines as blur the between seasons. To yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll get through it. So all right. Well, next time we'll have new shows to talk about and we'll see how that goes. That'll do it for this episode. So to do our housekeeping, check us out at theglorioblog.com. You can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. 
You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and you can check us out on YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, make sure you tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch everybody next time.